my um, coffee's getting cold. Welcome back to HR Talk with Ricky Baez and JC. Enjoy the show! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to HR Talk. Hot off the presses, hot off the heels, hot off the bus, the train, the plane, the everything in between where you don't need a mask from the Space Coast HR Conference. Straight back into your ears, I'm JC, the co-captain of this ship. I think we hit an iceberg at some point. We'll find out later. And please, big round of applause for uh, that guy, Ricky Baez. Good morning, everyone. How are you? I'm doing great, great, I'm great, I'm great there, JC. And, um, you know, to follow up on what you said earlier, it's interesting because when you came to Orlando from Buffalo for the uh, Space Coast HR conference, when you took off from the Buffalo International oh, Airport, man, I, I have a story you, for you. You need a mask. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have a story. So I, so we were no. at the airport, we're doing the airport things and, you know, I haven't, haven't quite worn the, uh, the face garb in, in a while. And it's okay. I mean, if, if you want to wear it, wear it. If you don't wear it, don't wear it. I, I don't care either way. Personally, I'm not a fan. So be it. So got to the airport, did my thing. And, uh, oh gosh, huge story about the airport for you real quick. So years ago, I created an account, a, a rewards account with the airline that I was flying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And um, I created the account under my common name. And then um, I went to book the flight and my common name's on there. And uh, it doesn't quite align with TSA pre-check or any of that stuff. So you go up through the line and, and you get up to the front. And they turn you around. And they're like, no, we, we, we can't even inspect you. We can't let you come through. I'm like, why? Why is that? What's going on? Well, your name doesn't match. I'm like, oh, Okay. I already called the airline about this over the weekend. They said that I'd have to find documentation to prove that I changed my name from my common name to my formal name. I'll go back to the counter and see what they could do. So the guy, he does some magic, reprints the tickets uh, because I didn't even have it. I was all digital, right? Uh, trying mm-hmm. to save trees. So he reprints the ticket with my actual name on there. And then uh, I, I go up to the thing. I go through and it's it's all hunky-dory and good. And then I swear, it was like something was just looming over my shoulders. I just felt that that cold, cold grasp of, you know, this is not going to be a fun time. So I put all <laughs> my stuff on the conveyor belt. I go through and it's whoop, whoop. You know, I mean, how's it going? It was something like. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it sounded just like that. So I go through the, the, the searchy thing. And uh, they're like, no, nope, you got to go back through. You got something else on. I'm like, oh, you said don't take off my shoes at this one or don't take mo- don't take off the belt or don't take off this or that. It just keeps going off like every time I go through. So now I go through a third time and they're like, oh, you're clear. But now you've been selected for secondary screening. I'm like, I love this. This is great. So now I, I have to figure out a way to source documentation to prove I changed my name from a common name. To my formal legal name, <laughs> I don't know how you do that. And then I'm, I also have to get, you know, poked and prodded up and down, which was super fun. And then get to the. Uh, OK. Yeah, is what it is. Got to got to the um, got to got to where I get on the plane, on the plane. Right. And then they're like very like, you know, you get to have the mask on the whole time. You get on the plane. They read you the riot act. You have to wear it the entire time. We don't want to have to you know, pull the flight over. I, I get a kick out of when they say pull the flight over. It's like, I don't know where you're going to park it, but sure. <laughs> so um, 
they've got this fancy thing called the internets and, and they offer it available to you on the, on the flight, right? So on the flight, it's like the news is popping up. Masks no longer required on airplanes. I'm like, why am I wearing a mask while I'm in the air? You know, what's going on here? Now there's all this hot button debate on the plane. Plane lands at, at the layover spot, get off the plane and like half the people are wearing it. Like even workers took it off. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go grab a bite to eat and take it off right here. And I took it off. I never put it back on. I actually had a lady come up to me and she said, you have a beautiful face. It's so good to see the face. I'm like, you, you have a very nice face, too. It's thank you. You know, and it was just strange. It was like landing in a brand new world, you know, and then lo and behold, you go even further, like another 10 hours into the future because flights get delayed. And then you finally get to Orlando. And in the middle of the night, it's like you woke up in a totally different country. There's no one there wearing a mask. There's no one doing anything other than Florida things. And it just felt okay. You know, got settled in, got to got to the port, checked out the Canaveral. Oh, all was good. And the Space Coast vibes were flowing right away, man. You know, it was it was a hot and heavy trip and it was a very good trip. I feel honored uh, to be called back to to help MC this for them. But it wasn't just me. I had you by your you by my side, and and you I had me by my side. <laughs> I had myself by my side, and 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 you witnessed and bore witness to things and and stories that I I can't quite recall. What were you about to say? You you recalled something? Well, no, yeah. So what I was going to say, you're skipping a really important part where you were supposed to land here on Tuesday at 12 noon. Oh yeah, don't. And with everything going on, everything happening with the airlines and the uh yeah, just 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 everything happening in the world right now, your flight for the past couple of weeks have been changing. Yeah, so they now you got they a moved my flight. Okay. They yeah. they took the flight from being 6 a.m. to just about 12 noon and moved it to be 6 p.m. to midnight. I'm like that isn't going to work for me, you know? Nope. So then I looked nope. at the airlines and I'm like how Let's see if there's at least a seat available on the flight that I was originally booked on. And there was. There was one seat. And it was going to cost $400 to upgrade my ticket to do it. I'm like, this isn't going to fly. Yeah, this is not going to work for me. So I had to move it to a previous day and just kind of keep going from there. Just trying to stay optimistic, man, you know. And, and of course, there was an upcharge for that, too. It was just a, a big wild game of shifty cups. But once I finally got there, it was well worth it. A lot of people said that um, the Radisson by Cape Canaveral was much like what was that Key West or something was the vibe, Rick? Yeah. So, so when when we pulled up, we're like, oh, this is different because we're not used to this type of a layout for the uh, Space Coast HR conference. And as we walked the grounds, just checking the area, it had a really laid back Key West vibe. And for those of you who've never been to Key West, when you go there, it, it's you 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 instantly know you're there. I mean, I, I just don't know how to explain it. Everything is laid back. There's no agenda. There's no policies. It's just go have a great time and enjoy 24, 48, 72 hours of relaxation. That's exactly the vibe that the hotel gave me. I don't know if it did the well. The well, the conference you, was space awesome. was absolutely huge. It was amazing. Um, yeah. they took the wall down between the conference room speakers and attendees and vendors. So it was one massive room by the uh, time the conference lit up, which was really, really good. I mean, it gave people more of an opportunity to just feel all included in one place at one time. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's a different vibe. It's pretty cool like that. And the day well, started pretty- off strong. 
I, I don't want to play the clip right now. We, we did a on the spot interview with a representative from Sherm by the name of Diana. And, uh, <laughs> someone had to introduce me to, uh, <laughs> another individual right before I went on stage by the name of Debbie. So when I got on stage, it, it was, um, it was interesting. I called Diana Debbie in my introduction. Thankfully, she corrected me. So then I got that right. And, uh, she, she, in front of everybody, in front of everyone. <laughs> and I don't mind, you know, that, that's good. It woke everybody up. It got some laughs going. I was ready to call everyone Debbie for the rest of the day after that point. Let me tell you. But, um, she brought a lot of good knowledge to the table about the resources that Sherm has for the HR space, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and, and did, did a little bit of her talk, but I, I feel real good about that because at the, at the backside of her talking, it wasn't just rushing into the next topic. I took an opportunity to interview her on the spot. Those are the gems that uh, you'll get when you show up to these conferences in person. I didn't fully get the authorization from her to use that clip for the show today. So we're, we're not going to play that. Um, but it was very good. And on the spot, I did hear back from some people in the audience after the fact that they appreciated like that little extended stuff. You know, you get a presentation, you hear what you hear, and you might have some questions on the fly. And I hit her with them and she ran with it and she was totally cool with it, which was absolutely fantastic. And and that's how we got the day started. You know, after Sherm was up there, it was time to welcome to the stage um, Ashley T. Brundage uh, for a discussion about empowerment. That was strong, too. Right, Rick? It was strong because that was a great way to kick off that day. Uh, just, you know, with empowerment, making sure that people don't forget the human element, the human aspect of, of, of the workforce, right? And you know what, JC, and this is something that I just want to say and make sure everybody fully understands. It's, it's a completely different experience going to an HR conference event where we have the podcast there, we've got an MC there that really fully understand the whole process with human resources, where people are looking to get out of it and knowing what the historical, um, uh, actually the history of these HR conferences have been, where normally it doesn't have a lot of energy. And then now we bring that energy to it. And it was just a bowl of fun. Well, Rick, yes, I said I a, mean, bowl, a whole bowl of it. Typically, it would be like, and now for your nine o'clock reading from title VII. Exactly. Chapter 12. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean... No, we, uh, there, there was a definitive energy going all the way around. And uh, at, the, at the end of Ashley's speech went up and, and uh, was ready to move on to the next. And, and Ashley's very tall. Ashley is a very, very tall woman. And, and <laughs> stood next to me. And, uh, <laughs> And actually went down a step, I believe. Isn't that right, Rick? Yeah, she had to step down a couple of steps on the stage just to be even keel with you, which I found that hilarious. I'm like, wow, you, she really is tall there, JC. <laughs> I wish I would have taken a picture of that. I didn't. So I'm sure somebody did. So if anybody who's listening right now who did go to the event and they, they did see Ashley and JC standing next together on stage. Please email it to me, ebiasabiasco.com. I will so post that all over the place. Hey, before before we get too much further into uh, the speakers, which which they are the highlight, they are the highlight of why you're there and what's going on. I, I do want to take an opportunity right in the very beginning before we go too, too far to talk about the volunteers, because this isn't just one one chapter of SHRM and one series of professionals that comes together to make some magic happen. This is actually two chapters that come together. Okay. And and this is something that a lot of people don't do or don't see or realize, but 
the Space Coast HR Association and the South Brevard Sherm uh, Society for Human Resources, they, they come together and they put this conference on for 25 years in a row. And it's the volunteers that make it happen. You know, um, Kathy Scott, Alan Bernstein, Robin Westervelt, Tandy Bears, Jackie Fisher, Chris Delaney, just to, just to mention a few, uh, Amanda as well. Uh, what was Amanda's last name? Amanda um, Vadney, Amanda Vadney, and many others. Um, they they put in tons of work to make this conference happen. They do a fantastic job. Big kudos and thank yous going out to them. And then with our speakers for the day, um, Diana Sporkick, Ashley Brundage, Lillian Chavez Moon, Sam Slay, Lewis Wilson, Michelle Tata Bush, Darren Finley. Many did not disappoint. Ricky, back to you. No, they did not. Uh, it's uh, the way everything was put together really flowed well. I think Darren was the one who uh, who made a mention because we had a speaker dinner the night prior. And when we were, I think it was called the Preacher Bar. I don't know if that's that was the name of the place right next to the yep. uh, to the resort. Yep. Yeah. So we just all the speakers went there with Robin and everybody. Kathy and Alan showed up as well. And we're just talking about what we're going to talk about that very next day. And we found that. Each topic that followed the following topic really did a good job in following the other person's details, following the other person's point of view. So that's when Darren kind of said, you know what? You guys know what you're doing. I'm like, don't look at me to that. Look at uh, look at the uh, uh, Tandy and Robin and everybody else who put this together. They're the ones who put these topics together in the order in which they did so it can really flow throughout the day. It was spot on. So now, JC, I got to call something out because you had uh, somebody gave you some kudos after you um, introduced um, um, Ashley. She did her thing. She did a really good job with it. Then came Lillian Chavez Moon or Lillian Moon Chavez. I keep mixing that up. I'm sorry. Lillian Moon. That's what I'm going to call her. Right. She's the employment and labor law attorney that was on the show about a few weeks prior. And um, well, you know what? I'm just going to play that clip. This is JC introducing Lillian. Check this out. Our next speaker, fantastic speaker, by the way, with a diverse labor and employment practice. Let me get this in here real quick. There we go. Diverse labor employment practice. Lily Moon represents employers in federal and state courts, administrative forums and arbitration in actions of harassment and discrimination, retaliation and wrongful discharge, whistleblowers, wage and hour, breach of contract. And non-compete in state tort matters arising from the employment relationship. Clients rely on Lily and Lily's keen insight into workplace privacy policies and practices, including data breaches, security issues, and written information security programs. If you're not familiar with Lily, you're about to be in you. Could please put your hands together for... Chavez! I was waiting on the music. That's all it was. Thank you. So I have to say that was probably the best introduction I've ever had. Like, I love his voice. And so hopefully you recorded that so that then at other presentations I can be like, no, 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 it's okay. I brought my own introduction. You know, I could be that kind of diva, right? Like, so I would definitely, anybody, I, I would record that separately for her anytime. 
Oh, man. <laughs> so for anybody listening who did not go there to the event, anybody would think that she was about to go into the ring for an ultimate fighting <laughs> championship <laughs> against another employment and labor law attorney. That's exact. I would pay money to see that match, JC. You know, I in hindsight, I I was uh, really struggling breathing. Maybe I need a CPAP machine or something there. I mean, it was <laughs> holy smoke. <sighs> I felt like Darth yeah, Vader I, listening I to Darth that. Vader do something there. I thought you would edit that. You're killing me here. I had to clip no, the microphones God. back in too periodically. So as as I was up there, I had one microphone in hand. I had the other microphone to clip back into the podium. It was. It was a whole thing. It was very good, though. That's what took that little extra bit. And with some of the pauses there, it was also uh, allowing time for the walk. Uh, that's uh, We're going to talk about the walk coming up momentarily. There's a gentleman by the name of Mark. We had a fantastic walk together, uh, but that'll be coming up in a little bit. So, Ricky, back to you. No, so so Lillian talked about a lot of the things that a lot of organizations are going have been experiencing and they will be experiencing this year, especially with the continuance of this pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And that's wage and hour um, situations and what kind of a um, of uh, telecommunication policies you should have in place. Should you allow employees to work from home? Should you not allow them to work from home? I mean, she wasn't trying to push it one way or the other. All she was saying is from an employment and labor law perspective. Whatever area you choose to go down, you have to make sure you've got the right policies in place and the right application of those policies to make sure everything is fair for everyone. One of the cool things was in between speakers, we had some break times and we did wind up hitting a break and encourage people to stop by the HR Talk booth. And Kathy and Alan, uh, they helped put on the Space Coast Conference. They're the president of the two chapters that come together. They sat down with Ricky Bias. Yep. Check this out. Folks, we have now it's been a heck of a day here at Space Coast. And I, I it's, for me, I'm having a blast. I am joined by Cappy and Alan because these two folks, they're the reason why this Space Coast conference exists, correct? Well, thanks, Ricky. We're part of the solution. Oh, we, oh, we, have okay. a, we have a good, strong committee team that puts this together. Kathy's the president of the South Brevard Sherm chapter affiliate of Nasherm National. I'm the president of the Space Coast HR Association, and we share the county of Brevard with our HR um, growth and, and enlightenment of how we grow HR here. And and we had we, so so a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, we had a, all of us were on the show. We had conversations about just leading up to the, to As this event. And well, uh, there's JC talking. <laughs> Let's just hold right there. Let him do his thing. This is part of what we do. Is this the JC version of getting bleeped? I guess so, right? Getting <laughs> rest and needing sleep and and having to get seven or eight hours of sleep. I was like, that was not last night. <laughs> last night was, oh, I got to get to bed because I got to get up early for the conference. It's 1130. Wow, I really need to sleep because I got to go to the conference. It's 1245. If I can't get to sleep, I'm going to be in trouble at the conference. It's 137. <laughs> oh, wow. I know, yeah. Kathy. So I have the same issue. It's 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 ironic, or it, the nights that I need the most sleep because I know I have to get up first thing in the morning because I, I mean we were both here before six yeah. to get everything set yes. up, and those are the nights that are hardest to fall asleep. So I don't know if that's nervous. It's more nervous about can I wake up with my alarm? Mm -hmm. But I think for the for the event itself, um, we we were pretty well prepared. Yes. 
I would say. Yeah. So we did everything we could to have our sponsors set up and our tickets sold. And Kathy uh, sold. We, we put raffle tickets up for sale ahead of time so we could get that ball rolling so we didn't have long lines waiting. And we're doing great with raffles. People are very generous for HR Florida Foundation and Feeding Florida, so we're really pleased with it, with that's going, and you know we just couldn't be happier with the new venue and the new and the growth, and I'm sure we're seeing folks that we may not have seen if we were farther south in the Melbourne Beach area. Yeah. So you know we're really getting to to try to reach all of Brevard. That's mm-hmm. our goal. Yep. And, and and I love this venue because this is the first time we're doing this event at this venue. That's right. Uh, previously it was in Melbourne, correct? That's right. That's right. Yeah, Melbourne. So one thing I noticed here that you guys did something that IKEA does. Have you, have you guys ever been to an Ikea? It's been a while, but yes. Yeah. They they make you go through this maze yes, to yes. make sure you see several things. And what you did here, not that you're making them go through a maze, but I love how you have to go in and you have to mingle with the sponsors yes. and have conversations be- before you get in, which mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a great – I don't know if that was done on purpose or if that was a happy mm-hmm. accident. But the way it's, it's working right now, people are mingling and mm-hmm. the uh, sponsors are getting attention the way it should be. Yes. And it's, it's, it has been one awesome mm-hmm. ride. And the, the, uh, the, uh, the compound, I don't want to call it a compound. <laughs> the, <laughs> resort. <laughs> the resort. The resort. The resort. <laughs> the resort. As soon as JC and I pulled in yesterday, we're like, wow. And I said this last night. It has an awesome laid back Key West feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. Yes. yes. And I think people are relaxed. They're having a blast. I'm not. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because before any event that I have to work, I don't sleep a wink. Mm-hmm. I do not. Now, and then I'm up for for 48 hours. I'm, I'm, I'm completely jazzed. Up. I'm yeah. jazzed. But then I'm, I don't know, I pass out for a week afterwards. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, the, the last thing on my mind is fatigue right now. I'm still wired for the, for the event and yeah. getting people going and mm-hmm. the speakers we have. And, you know, going back to your question before, I think um, I would call it an, an intentional, unintentional, happy accident the way that we have the sponsors yeah. set up. In the past, we've had separate rooms. We didn't just have the space yeah. to put everybody together. The fact that we're able to create this scenario where you have to walk past the sponsors and that helps to promote. Sponsors are a huge part of our event. I mean, certainly the attendees and the speakers, it all matters, but we really can't do these types of events without sponsors. And it's really helpful to have folks that are that are that we're able to help promote that can do such a great job of being um, so receptive to the attendees. I mean, they're just fantastic. No, but it, it's just a wonderful, it's just a great day. And, and we also know that, that part of the reason people come to events like this is they want to meet the sponsors. They yep. want to see about um, starting a new partnership with a, an organization. They're looking for some support with a project. They need some expertise that they don't have. And so this is a great opportunity to, you know, without getting into a, a very intense conversation or committing to a lot of things, to have a conversation, get to know a little bit more about a company mm. and what their capabilities are, and then make that decision. Well, do I have another call? Or do I keep looking? And I think the the, the relaxed atmosphere of this, right, uh, really helps people feel better about kicking the tires, so to speak, before mm-hmm. they, they commit to something no else. No pressure. And, so, and there's such a variety of people out there for them, from healthcare and staffing and attorneys and continuing education. There's all kinds of opportunities out here for people to mm-hmm. to find that person that can help fill that need that they have. And donuts. And donuts. <laughs> I saw donuts earlier. There were donuts, yes. <laughs> and and I, it's look, I got to make sure that I let other people have some first. That's right. But I, it, it's so 
I waited a little bit too long because I think the only thing left is a quarter of a donut that nobody wanted. <laughs> it looked like somebody grabbed it, ate it like, ah, oh, this is crap, and then put it back down. Yes. But it, it's, it has been incredible because Ashley was awesome. Yes. She did a great job talking about empowerment. And then um, you had Lillian Chavez Moom talking about what is <laughs> – I mean, last night over at dinner, she said, I don't want to call this the new normal anymore, but how to make sure in this new post, not so post-pandemic environment, mm-hmm. how do you retain people? How yes. to make sure – how do you focus? How do you shift that focus? And then Sam Slate just, just finished. He slayed it. Yeah, <laughs> he, <laughs> did. he did. We're very happy with the speakers yes. that today and, and the turnout. And we have a great table of raffles. And I mentioned people are doing, are giving fantastic. Sherm is here. I saw that. I know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're, re- we're really happy to have the turnout and the support and the ability to hopefully share the whole HR process of not only joining Sherm as a, as a national entity, but also the local chapters between South Brevard Sherm and Space Coast HR Association, and just to get more involved with promoting your profession. What has been your favorite part so far? I think meeting people that I haven't seen people again, I should say, that I haven't seen in years that are now back out. There are a few people I've run into today that this is their first event back. Mm. That's been really nice. Yeah. So old friends, new friends. Gabby? And I always love it when I hear somebody say, I am so glad I came here. Oof. Right? Yes. I am so glad yes. I heard this person talk. Um, it just it makes me feel good when people um, are happy that they're here. And I was going to tease a little bit about the donuts because as you look through the, the sponsor area, there is such a, a, a variety of giveaways, which is a big part of, of this whole <laughs> This whole industry, but it's funny, you know. You said, "Oh, there's donuts." There was a lady that ha- had a handful of pens. She said, "I love the pens. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, look at all these pens!" And then somebody else, like, "Oh, they have these great little notebooks, right?" So it's like trick or treating for adults. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're 100 yes. percent right there. <laughs> you know, and, awesome. and and whatever it is that that makes people satisfied with their conference experience, yeah. that's my favorite part, um, because that that says we're doing something right. People are seeing the value. Um, and and just as a little um, preview of things, you know, we asked people when they signed up, "Are you a member of a of a Sherm chapter?" Mm. A lot of people said they're not, and uh, they're going to be hearing from Alan and I. They're they're going to start go. getting that. Uh, you know, you we go. we did some marketing, um, gave out some coupons today to come to the local chapter meetings to bring people in, and we're going to reach out and make sure they take advantage of those coupons and. Keep the networking going, keep the learning going, and get involved with the local team here. So um, that's that's really cool too. Growth is an amazing thing. Can I add something too? I'm sorry. Yes. So I also like, and I and I and I want to um, that we have two nonprofits here. Yes. That we offered. I'll call them free. Right? There's no sponsorship cost, but we offered two of our sponsorship tables that we're absorbing the cost for them to be here and promote their what they oh. give back to the community. And I'm really pleased to have the Brevard Achievement Center here and the Children's Hunger Project. And I think it's Ooh, just fantastic nice. to have folks that we can help. Part of what we like to do in both of our chapters is give back to the community. There's a huge community involvement campaign that we that we do. In our chapter, we have a nonprofit come every meeting and we give them some floor time to promote what they do for HR. And I just love that we're able to do that. That's also. I'm going to have to get a hold of them to come to the table, and we can have a conversation about what they do. That is awesome. Okay. Yeah, and I will tell you. So the the Children's Hunger Project was founded. Um, the gentleman really just saw a need and developed this organization to provide weekend food 
for school age children. They do a backpack, right? Yeah. So, oh, nice. so, um, so the the volunteer effort that our group has been involved with is you go and pack the weekend food bags for the kids, and then they get distributed to the schools. The teachers give them out, and in a lot of cases, that's all the food that child's going to have wow. until they get back to school on Monday. Wow. And so we, you know, we've been involved with creating the food packages, but we got a, a communication recently that their founder is branching out to an educational foundation too so it's not just about feeding the body but he wants to make sure that there are the right educational opportunities and growth opportunities and he's trying to get that off the ground so we're going to learn more about that too so yeah very pleased that is awesome i will definitely get a hold of them that way they can come over here so folks all right it's time for lunch you're hungry you're hungry too right i'm hungry too so let's go ahead and pause for just a bit we'll go get some food and we'll come back later on folks you're listening to the hr talk podcast broadcasting from port canaveral space coast hr conference the 25th year anniversary so I didn't get a chance to uh, to uh, get a hold of those organizations, but I do have their card. That way, I can set up some time for them to talk to us here on the podcast. But everything was busy that day, so I didn't get a chance to get them over to the table. That is coming soon. And the food was good, JC. Did you have any? Uh, quickly, like quickly, that. I did, yeah. Yeah, I had lunch with you, actually. Oh, yep. I forgot. It went so quick. It went so <laughs> fast. How quick it was. It really did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's right. It was fun, dude. I really, really had a blast. Now, now, something funny happened shortly after that because you started doing raffles, right? And then I had people coming to the table. Oh, and you mean I'm having when Sam Slay was on? When Yeah. <laughs> so when Sam Slay was on, no. Now, that wasn't when Sam Slay was on, was it? Well, Sam, Sam went before lunch. Sam went before lunch, and we gave away some books. And people didn't even know who Sam was. And he gave me five books to give away, and we got up on the stage, and I uh, gave away two books right at the very beginning. I asked everyone in the room, please raise your hand if your middle name is Sam, Samuel, or <laughs> Samantha. Right. No one raised their hand. Like, out of a room of, like, five, six hundred people or a thousand, I don't know, two million people, no one raised their hand. So then um, I said, who wants to pretend that their name is Sam or Samantha? There you go. So two people raised their hand. I had two books. I said, congrats, you both won. You know, so the room didn't even know who Sam was yet, but he gave up, gave his speech. And at the end, we were able to give away the three other books and and made it a little interesting. But while Sam was up there talking, it's like he captivated the entire room. It was kind of wild. It it was uh, above and beyond what what anyone would expect, seeing a former uh, cop jump to the stage and and do his thing. For a second, you feel like you're going to be arrested. And then you realize he's (laughs) arresting my mind, you know? What? <laughs> yeah, he's gonna inter- he arrested your mind. Yeah, your gonna, mind is being charged. Yeah, it's being charged. It's being charged with not being sharp enough, and he's gonna God, help sharpen well, that that skill set that. that's that's right in there. Do you did you have a clip from Sam or no? No, I do. I've got a clip from from um, Sam's speech. So I got a small portion of it that really resonated with me. Let's see if it resonates with you. Check it out. But the reality of it is, you got to stop doing meaningless work. I was working with a nonprofit a few years ago, and there was a lady in there. She said, I have a question. I said, what's your question? She says, I do this report. takes me 40 hours every month. takes a lot of time. Still wasn't sure where she was going with that. And I said, okay, I'm not sure your point. And she says, no one has ever come in and looked at that report. (laughs) Nobody. 
So I looked over to the executive director, who, by the way, was with his team in the class, in the program. And I said, do you need that report? He goes, I don't even know what that report is. And I said, well, I would assume we can eliminate that, right? We eliminated 40 hours a month worth of work, right? 40 hours a month worth of work that nobody was paying attention to. That got me. Now, people were laughing, and I'm sure there was people in the room that were agreeing, saying, yeah, I feel like that way sometimes. And there were some bosses in the room that I noticed that were thinking, huh, I wonder how, how often that happens in my organization. So what Sam was talking about is to getting away. Now, yes, you do need policies. You do need processes. Sometimes in managing those policies and managing those processes, we forget what they do because we're so focused on making sure they're happening that we forget the purpose that they're there. And it's this this one employee just happened to call out. God bless her. I don't know if it was a female or a male that decided to call out in front of everybody and her boss there saying, I'm working on this project, on this uh, on this thing, 40 hours a month, a whole week. And nobody tends to look at it. And that's what shifted that mindset. So that was an, an, an example that he brought to the table, but then he planted that seed for everybody in the audience to go back to their organizations and reevaluate exactly what processes they have and to make sure they're still serving the purpose that was, uh, that they're made for um, to begin with. So it was really cool. He got done. He had three books to give away. People were jumping at the chance to do it. And I, I started to make it a little more Space Coast oriented. Uh, the one gentleman got the proper answer about how long the uh, – Space Coast is he he had the proper proper count of the miles and then someone else had given the proper answer for how many tons of salt is produced by the Morton company oh, yeah. at Port Canaveral <laughs> but then the last question confused the entire room there's one native plant to all of Space Coast and and this region of the United States that cannot be found anywhere else in the entire world and what was the name of that plant? Well, the room the was baffled. Well, you, yes, you guessed it right away. I Thanks gave it for away. ruining the bed. I thought you was asking no, was me. You were no, looking very at me. Good. You I like me it. that stare. But the room didn't, uh, the room didn't uh, know it right away. And I, I totally encouraged the use of Google if you needed to, you know. So his three books were given away. People were stoked. And a lot of people asked me about Titusville Mint after that, too. You know, it's, <laughs> I, uh. I, I did mention that in uh, one of the interesting things with JC leading up to the program, too, uh, when I did the piece on Space Coast, Titusville Mint being a thing. We're going to have to check out Titusville Mint next time uh, Next time I'm in town, see if they have Titusville Mint tea or Titusville Mint juleps or something like that nearby. I don't know. I don't know what they have. I don't, I don't know either. I don't know anybody the sister that says, this tastes not mint, but Titusville Mint. I don't I don't know. It could be that distinguishable. <laughs> I just don't. It's so, um. <laughs> Yeah. So look, so while you're doing that, I had a gentleman come to the table and just he just happened to swim by because uh, obviously we're there and we're on the air. So anyway, so I started asking him questions and we do the interview while oh, you're doing raffles in the back. Th right? This is OK. Yeah. Things got very busy around this time of day. <laughs> they um, did. There, There's giveaways that you're doing throughout the span of the day. And, and these are door prizes or things that were being gifted or given away as as. You know, you, you put in for a raffle or something. And there was a very big uh, uh, gift being given out right at the very start of things here on the backside of lunch and whatnot. Go ahead, Rick. This is great. Yeah. So so uh, so this guy comes to the table. He and I having a great conversation. So I'm going to play this clip. It's about two minutes. 
But I want you to pay attention to what he's saying. But at the same time, you're going to hear JC in the background doing a raffle and just listen to what JC says and listen to it and just watch what happens at the end of this interview. Check it out. All right, over at the uh, HR Talk hot seat, we have Mr. Mark Braddock. Mark, welcome. Thank right. you. Why don't you tell tell us a little bit about you? Well, um, I'm the HR director for a small uh, repair station in, uh, in Melbourne for uh, Southeast Aerospace. Oh, nice. And I've worked there uh, just over 18 years. Over 18 years. And is this your first time at the uh, Space Coast HR Conference? No, I try to make this a uh, an annual event. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not only um, because of being able to see people that I haven't been able to see the past few years, but okay. there's always uh, very relevant content yeah. having to do with my job, uh, making it easier, and um, making e- things easier for the employer and the employee. Oh, it, especially you being an HR director with everything that, that just happened in the past couple of years with the pandemic and the shift in the workforce. Yes, you've got to stay on top of these relevant topics. So far, it, I mean, right now it's about 3.10 p.m. we got one more speaker. What has been your favorite part so far of this event? Um, there was a, a former sheriff um, that actually everything has been very um, relevant, and I've gotten a little bit from each person, but uh, specifically for him, uh, was providing practical things to make our job both uh, better and personally. Awesome. You know what? Yeah, that's Sam Slay, by the way. Yeah, it's, he, he, he has done such an amazing job today to get everybody's attention and just make sure we focus on the people and what really drives them here at the, uh, the uh, workforce. So real quick, one more quick question before we take off because we're about to go back into the event. Uh, help me understand what has been the one thing, the one thing today that you're going to take back to work and you're going to say, this is what's going to help my organization go from a to B in 2022. He's thinking. It's, <laughs> it's actually getting back to the basics in a lot of things. This, the past couple of years have been very transactional, having to do uh, things on a, uh, a basis of uh, addressing each day uh, as they needed. Uh, I think it's getting back to the basics to address uh, the direction that we Mark need to take for the yeah. for the company. <laughs> I know. Oh, they, they, they just called. Yeah, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> go ahead. You got it. That's hilarious. So, ladies and gentlemen, JC just called out his name while Mark is talking to me. Uh, JC was up on stage doing a raffle, and in the middle of the raffle, they called his name. He kind of startled him. He turned around and he's walking up on stage right now. Congratulations, Mark. I'm going to go ahead and uh, stop this right now so we can continue the event. I will talk to you guys later. It was pretty fantastic. Mark was super <laughs> stoked, and Mark was coming up to us. But at the same time, to help expedite things, the person that was giving giving away the prize after his name was called, was going to him. And now they're on other sides of the table. <laughs> you know, and and, and now, now the person with the gift card is chasing Mark through the room. Now, Mark's not slowing down. Mark wants to give, get up the stage. He's totally stoked. I mean, talk yeah. about talk about a fortunate turn of circumstances. He sits down to talk with Ricky and just lo and behold, out of the blue, out of the blue, like there's no pre-planning on this. And it's a huge fishbowl of cards. His card gets picked. 
and he's winning this prize. But now he's on one side of the table. The person trying to give him the prize is on the other. They're coming around the outside. Mark's in front, and the prize giver's on the back. Mark coming around the outside onto turn three. Prize giver's coming up a little bit closer. Finally gets a gift card to Mark. It was great. It was awesome. So I'm sitting there talking to him. Now I'm going to give you my point of view. So he's trying to really think about, you know, uh, what to say about what, what about this event he can take back to work. Now there's a lot of noise happening and there's a lot going on, right? And then he was having a hard time listening. I'm hearing me because I didn't have headphones for him, right? Because I couldn't find my uh, my headphones. So then he's listening and then he's really, really focused on the question. But then when he realizes his name was called, his face lit up. Like, like it's 1986 Dude, and he's he Christmas morning. I know, but it's it like, was. it's like he just got a brand new Nintendo system in 86. That's the face he had. And he, st- and then he stood up and he started walking away. I'm like, go, go get it. And he's going one way. The prize guys come in the other. Everybody's laughing. That was an awesome moment. I, yeah, I, yeah, it was funny. It was good. Good, good job, Mark. So then we continue on with the day, right? And then uh, to to close the day out, we had this gentleman by the name of Darren Finley. And this is a speaker that we did not get a chance to bring on the show prior to. But he and I got to connect on the, the night prior during dinner and after the event. And we are scheduled to have him come up here in the next couple of weeks. He had a long, well, not long presentation, but he had a good amount of time talking about making sure you are you are investing your time in the right places at work. And it follows what Sam Slay was talking about. And I got a clip on that, JC, if you're ready for it. Now, wait, Darren Darren Finley, he's a consultant, a trainer, an executive coach. He has over 25 years of successful leadership with experience in general business administration, operations, diversity, information, technology, human resources, facilities management, and financial management. Not to mention that I think this guy literally keeps a crystal ball in his suitcase or something like he he is a mastermind of masterminds from jacksonville florida darren finley one way to nail down your goals so everybody knows what they're supposed to do and what's expected is you can use this format but it doesn't matter what format you use the idea is to have a goal that you can measure and track personally and professionally that you can measure and track okay and it's got to be time bound Something you're a goal without a time limit is a what? The wish. The dream. I would love to run a marathon. When? Uh, I don't know. Not going to get there. So building those components. Nothing magic about the smart format. I like to share that, though, because it reminds us. If you are not accomplishing things that you want to accomplish, it may be because you've not made a real commitment to it. Mm. So how do we make it better? Have these systems in place. How do we make it better organizationally? Communicate it to everyone. Maintain transparency. You ever been tracked on a goal you didn't know you had? <laughs> hey, you're really failing on this. I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing it. So maintain transparency. Communicate, communicate, communicate. And create a feedback loop. We're going to talk about this feedback loop here in a second. Because that's what creates a winning team. So Darren is talking about smart goals. And we all have heard about smart goals. Smart goals are, are all over, right? And I can, I can picture people in the crowd saying, ah, we've heard about this. But then I would push back on them and saying, but are you using it? Are you using these smart goals? And that's all he was saying. 
he started off his presentation talking about things, just letting everybody know that this is something you've heard before. But I'm going to show you a way how to apply this immediately. And that's what he was doing because as human beings, we forget things. And he was talking about how to, when you put a goal together, how to make sure you put that commitment behind it in a process to make sure that goal becomes a reality. He did a great job. And if you Google him, Darren Finley is six two, 225 linebacker from Texarkana, Texas High, uh, class of 2022. Wrong Darren Finley. Sorry what, about what, that. that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, there's an amazing linebacker by the name of Darren Finley out of Texarkana. He's going to be very good someday in college football. That's not the right Darren. You'll see Darren Finley. Just pull up Darren Finley, Jacksonville, Florida. That'll get you the right Darren Finley. He'll take you right over to uh, LinkedIn and feel free to reach out, connect with him. He's got a lot of lot of real good stuff there. Looking forward to having him on the program. Um, Ricky, it was amazing. Like the whole experience, like, like start to back, just like the past two times that we were out there, it was, it was fantastic. I, I, in hindsight, could think of a few things I would change or do better on my end as of right now. We had some time constraints. We had some uh, snafus, and hopefully no one in the audience felt or experienced that. That happens every <laughs> event, though, and it's really about improvise, adapt, and overcome and just kind of keep things moving forward. No need to hone in on exactly what the problems were because they, they're not problems at the end of the day. Everyone gets on stage, and and the magic just happens. Folks let you see life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. Inspirational quotations with Ricky Bias. All right, here we go. Making this up as I go along right now. Employees who show up to work deserve a special kind of recognition above and beyond what they already get paid. I guarantee they're being chased on LinkedIn. I guarantee they're being chased on Indeed. I guarantee recruiting headhunters are are vowing to get their attention to jump somewhere else. Yet they decide to stay with you. Don't forget that. They're deciding to stick with you regardless of what everybody else offers. And you've got to make sure you recognize that and reward that with what they value. Chase your employees. Wise words from wise men. Ricky Byers. No. I did not say chase your employees. I thought you said, I thought you said chase them. <laughs> I thought you chase them down. Don't no, let them you leave. You don't chase them down. Don't let you the employee sure leave. You, you treat them well. That's it. <laughs> treat them well. It's Great music. For treating employees. That's well. right. It's time for current events here on the HR Talk Podcast. Current events brought to you in part by Bicycle Learning, who is Boom. like. One of the only people that ever helps make things in part by on the show. We don't have like sponsors. We're poor. (laughs) It's really rough. Uh, But a man told an employer not to celebrate his birthday at the end of the day. He was awarded $450,000 after a unwanted party was thrown for him. And he suffers from an anxiety disorder. It's part of the reason why he didn't want it happening. Uh, Gavin Berlin. He told his employer that a birthday celebration would trigger a panic attack, according to the lawsuit. Now, the Kentucky man with this anxiety disorder, who 
who very strictly said no birthday celebration for me, had a surprise lunchtime celebration for him from his employer on August 7, 2019. He got upset, and days later, he was fired, according to a lawsuit filed oh. against the company in a Kenton County court. On March 31st, a jury awarded him $450,000. The jury found that Burling suffered an adverse employment action because of his anxiety disability, according to court documents. The saga began in 2019, and it carried on through till his birthday, after which he was fired. A day after the celebration, Burling was called into a meeting where he was confronted and criticized for his reaction to the surprise birthday party, according to the lawsuit. This confrontation triggered yet another panic attack, and at the conclusion of this meeting, the plaintiff had become had a had a panic attack so severe that he continued panicking. Uh, the plaintiff was sent home from work for the remainder of the day, August 8th and 9th, and then he was terminated. Ricky Bias, back to you. So, folks, it's it's. I know we just finished saying take care of your employees, right, and celebrate them. I thought you said but, stalk your employees, chase them no, down. No, you said that. No, you said chase them and stalk them. I'm, I'm, I'm saying the opposite of chasing and stalking, but treat them well. But also listen to what they have to say. If they tell you, I don't want a birthday celebration, then guess what? Do not throw a birthday celebration because, A, it could be a religious reason behind it, right? Some religions do not celebrate birthdays. Or, B, like in this situation, it could, it, it, it could trigger a medical condition after he specifically said, I don't want this. And then he reacts the way he thought he was going to react after he told the organization, don't do this. And now he's being disciplined for it. Organizations, listen to your employees. Your next piece here is coming to us from the desk of David Miklis, labor and employment attorney. Our buddy. Your buddy. He's not your friend? We're friends. Oh. But there was a horse bet. (gasps) What happened? There was no horse bet. There's nothing. I'm fine with David. David's good people. His post states, can the female boss really sexually harass her male subordinate? Kyle's job is basically to woo decision makers in the hopes of getting a contract for his employer. At least once a month, his employer hosted social events at fancy venues. Drinks were on the company with the female boss often springing for Chateau Aubriand and other fine wines that went for upwards of $200 a bottle. The festivities sometimes continued with after parties. The male employee filed lawsuit alleging that his female boss habitually flirted and engaged in other unwanted sexual behavior with him during social gatherings. During one night of heavy drinking, the lawsuit says she sexually assaulted him. When he repeatedly complained to her, she brushed him off, making clear that he had to, quote, play the game if he wanted to keep his job in advance in the company, according to the lawsuit. She then retaliated against him for having rejected her advances by marginalizing him, blocking his promotion to partner, and eventually forcing him out. The female boss claims he's a disgruntled former employee who was terminated for performance issues. The Post wraps up stating HR should make sure to train staff that women can be harassers also. Ricky, bias back to you. This is Title Seven One Hundred One. Sexual harassment, aka Title VII, aka only to JC. <laughs> Nobody else calls it that. So VII, according to JC, Title Seven uh, Roman numerals. In case you don't know, um, it's 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 classic one hundred one, classic harassment one hundred one, folks. 
Her, sexual harassment occurs regardless of the sex, regardless of the sexual orientation. It doesn't matter. As long as the action happens, it is illegal, and organizations need to do whatever they, it takes to A, train your employees, and B, as soon as it happens, you quell it right then and there. Otherwise, you're going to end up in a situation like this. Ricky Baez, do you have animals? I do have a little dog, yes. All animals, from humans to dogs, elephants, horses, tigers, bears, and birds, they all sneeze. Aquatic animals can't sneeze, though. They don't have lungs. Sneezing is a reflex in response to irritants in the upper nasal canal, often on the mucus lining of the nasal passage. It's a way of clearing out irritants from the respiratory tract and involuntarily blowing out air from the lungs through the nose and mouth. Cats sneeze, and when they do, it could be from the cat flu, which is caused by a virus. Dogs use sneezing as a form of communication with humans and other animals. They even use it as a sign to show that they're excited and that they want to play. Many animals, including humans, pandas, tigers, bears, reptiles, and elephants all sneeze. You might have also seen pets like dogs, cats, rabbits, guinea pigs, and horses do it too. Elephants, though, are extra interesting. Just like the human nose, the elephant has a long trunk, and that trunk has hair-like structures called cilia. The wavy movement of cilia can remove irritants from the nasal passage. Elephants have fewer cilia, so their trunks are less sensitive to foreign particles. This is why they sneeze less often than humans. But when they do, it can be extremely loud. And it's typically followed by a huge drizzle of mucus. Most animals can't sneeze while sleeping. Animals wake up to sneeze only when there's enough irritation to cause the sneeze stimulation. It's normal for birds to sneeze, but if it's accompanied by wet nasal discharge, it could be a cause of concern. The wet discharge is a symptom of an infection caused by viruses, bacteria, fungi, parasites, malnutrition. Because fish have gills to take in oxygen dissolved in the water, they don't have lungs, and thus they cannot sneeze. And even though sharks have two nostrils, they don't have lungs. And unlike the human nose, their nostrils don't join at the back of the throat. While they might not be able to sneeze, their nares have powerful sense of smell that can detect even minuscule traces of blood in the water miles away. Whales and dolphins are the only aquatic animals with lungs instead of gills. But despite having lungs, whales and dolphins can't sneeze the way that humans can. Do you know what you should do if you're nearby when an elven sneezes? Move out of the way. These are interesting <laughs> things with JC. So JC, if I'm ever Move out taken of the hostage way. by a terrorist organization, yeah, and the conditions of my release is to answer the question of what to do when an elephant sneezes, I now know the answer, and I thank you for that. Just thank you move very out much, of the way. I really appreciate. Just, it. Move, Just out move out of the, out the way. way. Just move out. And of I'm the way. a free man. So uh, the HR Talk podcast uh, had a great week at Space Coast. The HR Talk podcast had a terrible week in the world of broadcasting. Thank you, Windows. (laughs) Appreciate appreciate you completing my virus threat protection scan just now. Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, yeah, we, we did not have a good week in the world of broadcasting, but I personally had a good week at the same time. I think there's going to be a... uh, an invitation for the CEO of a, a broadcast corporation to come on the program, HR Talk, in the near future. 
Ricky, you've got a clip here. What's this? Yeah, yeah, I'm contractually obligated to play this clip. This is a clip um, from Pod Roast. Pod Roast. Scroll up a not little. To be, not to be con- confused with Pot Roast. It's, uh, it's a, you know what? I'm just going to play Scroll it. Scroll up a little bit, though, first. Hang on. Scroll up a little bit. This is the important, okay. Yeah, the important part about this, you scroll down on the page. All right. So Pod Roast, it's a weekly podcast review show written and hosted by the broadcaster who lambasted the Duke and Duchess of Sussex podcast. What? Yep. The guy's name is John, John Ryan. And for 23 years, he was with the BBC running television stations, radio stations and the like in Northampton, Leeds and Manchester. And each week, John Ryan roasts different podcasts. He reviews them and tears them apart. Well... He took his shots at interesting things with JC and the HR Talk podcast. Let's play that clip. I'm John Ryan, and this is Pod Roast, episode 60, and that means we're pod toasting every 10th episode. It's brilliant, not brickbats. Today, a friendly random read out Wikipedia nirvana for quizzes and zombies at sea. In a different part of the enchanted forest of podcast radio, we're introducing some new titles who have approached us since we launched with the intention, as ever, of showcasing the best podcasts in the world. This week, I'm delighted to introduce you to a couple of them in Podtoast. JC is a podcast host, announcer, and MC from Western in New York. JC Sr., his dad, was a radio announcer and passed on the radio gene to our JC, who's blessed with one of those rich, deep voices voiceovery voices nowadays he presents a podcast about hr i'm sure that's great but not for here maybe and another one with the ron seal title interesting things with jc now one of my many podcast rules is you never tell your listener that something is interesting let them listen and discover that for themselves or usually otherwise another rule is listeners love consistency podcasts that work are easy to define and inhabit the same territory every episode so something defined as a short story podcast series about interesting things frankly wasn't something i had high expectations about but then you discover one of jc's strengths his eye for a subject in the last few episodes he's podcast about the u.s strategic petroleum reserve which is literally a 727 million barrel storage tank underneath texas the 30 types of belgian waffles the invention of Velcro, the fiberglass cat in Catford, ketchup originally sold as a medicine, and the fact that camels have three eyelids. One thing is for sure about interesting things with JC, you're going to learn something. He's a man who's insatiably curious about the most random stuff, and his vocal (laughs) style makes that curiosity absolutely infectious. There are many different types of Belgian waffles. There is no such thing as a singular Belgian waffle. In 1948, George de Mistral went for a walk with his dog. And when he got back home, he found that the dog was covered with burrs. Burrs are those seed sacks that get stuck to you in the woods. Cornstarch is actually a pure gluten-free product made from grinding the corn kernel, cleansing the product, then allowing the substance to dry into the well-known powder state. Camels have three eyelids. Two of the eyelids have eyelashes, which help protect their eyes from the sand. The third is a very thin lid, which works as sort of a windshield wiper. 
Another reason this works is no episode outstays its welcome. Two minutes here, six minutes there, a three-minuter over there. He jumps straight in. No preamble, no crappy signature tune, no tedious how are you's with a giggly co-host, no assumption you've heard previous episodes or back references to obscure gags 20 episodes ago. Straight in with the subject and a simple, these are interesting things with JC at the end. As well as this no-nonsense approach, the paddling duck under the surface is the research that JC must do. This doesn't appear to be read-out Wikipedia, but tightly written, audio-friendly scripts. There's a simplicity about these. I almost want there to be more. It is just JC. There are no guests, no treatment, no music. But it's almost like an ADSR thing. The rhythm of JC's voice, the unhurried style... The slightly pregnant pause to let a fact be taken in by your brain. Even the regular, usually terrible gags that occasionally end an episode. There's one about Elton John that's so awful it's brilliant. (laughs) I'll let you find that for yourself. You'll be hearing JC pop up from time to time right here. The polyfiller-sized episodes are the perfect way of bridging the gap between the meteor podcasts here on Podcast Radio. Keep an ear out for the big American accent and spend a few minutes finding out about something you had no idea you were interested in. All right, Ricky Bias. I'm sorry. I woke up. What did he say? What the guy say? He was mumbling a little bit about things here. What are the and best there. ways people can reach you, and Bias? I come back here. Come back here today. <laughs> no, dude. HRTopPodcast.com. Ebias at Biasco.com. Find us. Let us know what you think. Actually, go on to uh, Interesting Things with JC. Listen to what he has to say, because I just heard the one with uh, Melbourne. It, w- it was awesome. Some things I didn't know about Melbourne in reference to the state of Florida. Good stuff. On behalf of Ricky Bias and the entire crew here, we want to thank you very much for your time. Drive safe. Have a good night. My coffee's still cold.